Adrian Black, Cameron Argler. <laughs> My second ink is Cameron's hat. But I'll, I'll digress. We love that for you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the We Love That For You podcast. I am your host, Cameron Argler. Uh, joined by my co-host, Adrian Black. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's How up, you doing? Cam? Long time no see. How you doing? <laughs> Less than twelve hours ago. I know. Huh? I do. Um, how was your Halloween? Oh, it was good. I, mean, I know what you did, but how was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was low key. Just had a couple drinks. Nothing too crazy. You know, today we have like a crazy special episode. It's something that has to do with you, and this is a friend of yours. It's about us loving sports. We literally love sports. I mean, I really don't, but you do. Yeah, today we have a very special guest on our podcast. It's a big-time athlete, two-time MLS Cup champion, uh, former LA Galaxy soccer player, Rafael Garcia. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Thanks for having us. Well, you guys are... Okay, so let's just... Let's get into it really quick with Ick of the Day. Oh, yeah, let's let's go into it. Should I start? Yeah, yeah, start. Oh, okay. Hey, what's your Get it jumping. Day? What's your good day? Honestly, like halitosis. Halitosis is my ick of the day. It's like, I don't know how it still is a thing when modern dental care sure. mm-hmm. is a thing. <laughs> it's just like when someone's talking to you and all you can do is just like slowly step away and think about how bad their <laughs> breath is. I just, I can't. <laughs> what do you do? I can't. What do you do? Do you just you turn can't. your head or what do you do? <laughs> you're like trying to listen to the conversation, but you're literally like clenching your nostrils. <laughs> like mentally, you're trying to clench your nostrils without touching your nose. You know, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just, gotta, uh, just, I kind of turn away. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. And turn away. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I think everyone's experienced that like at least once in their life where you're like, how do you tell this person they have terrible breath? Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. How about you? What's your egg of the day? Ah, uh, I think for me, it might, I mean, not of the day, but all the time, ungrateful people. Like if I open the door for you and like you walk in and like don't acknowledge or say, hey, thanks like that wow. really. He said that once. <laughs> I said that he on a previous that episode. That irks That's me so like crazy. Yeah, I hate that. Like <laughs> I don't have. I don't have to hold the door for you, but out of common courtesy, of course, you can hold. But are you one of those people? If I'm like half if a you're block f- away, if, no, I mean, please don't do that to yeah. me. Yeah, like, like, then, then you do the awkward like kind of jog, <laughs> like, and then, and then you get there, you're like, thanks, and then, yeah, no. and it's like, it's no, like but this. if you walk, like, if I see you walking, you know, and and you know, I'll hold the door. Okay, or, I get that's know. that's nice, right? That's, Say nice. It's buying someone a drink. Say thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you try to be nice and. Are you a nice person? <laughs> I'd like to think I am. <laughs> um, my wife would probably disagree, but no, I, yeah, I, th- I well, I we're going to get into that. We're yeah. going to that because you're married. I am. Okay. Uh, Cam, what's your ick of the day? Ooh, my ick of the day, I experienced this actually last night. Uh, when you're hanging out with someone and they're always on their phone. Ooh. Oh my. That's a good one. Is, that is so annoying. I don't know. I, I don't know how they don't notice that they're just always on their phone and they're just always looking down or you're trying to have a conversation with them and all they're do, all they're doing is like texting someone back and they're just not mentally involved in the conversation. Yeah. It's just I feel like it's kind of disrespectful in a way. It is. Whether it's on right? whether you're, one, yeah. whether you're just hanging out with friends or whether you're on a date, like just value other people's time. You know, they're they're choosing to spend that time with you. Like just value it. 
So yeah. Who's doing Agreed. it? Who's doing it? <laughs> no names. No names. No names. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna get into this. Cam, you're a former professional athlete, soccer. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that, we gotta go into the outfit of the day. I mean, don't play with it. Hold let's on. Let's see. Let's Hold see that fit. Don't play with <laughs> it. Okay. Um, I'm really underdressed, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> okay, so we got the valleys on below the Balenciagas. Those baby is, blue? Yeah, they're baby blue, show but they the, kind of Show for the camera. I mean... Got baby blue plants. Let, let, let me see how flexible I am. Hold on. Jesus. Um, <laughs> and then these socks are cool. They're called... I can't... Can you guys read that? Distance? Distance? What does it say? It's an S. It's an Stance. L. Stance. 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 They're so comfortable. They're like... I went to work out today with... Um, Dang, you, didn't, you, didn't, changed, you didn't change your socks? I changed, I changed my socks. I changed my socks. <laughs> I did not change my socks. Uh, <laughs> no. Because I didn't have time, I was rushing. <laughs> yeah. Then, okay, wait, Stance. Uh, these are Zara, and then my friend made this shirt. He has, he has mm. his brand, it's called Sam C. And he's based in Istanbul, and like the material, I mean, touch it, Rafa, like this shit's like, it's fire. Legit. Like, oh, yeah. you can just feel it. And the quality's amazing, so check him out. His name's Sam C. And he's the one that did the Vogue oh, okay, Turkey. Okay. Oh, Vogue Turkey, yeah, I saw that. And then I got this, you know, obviously the swap yeah. Okay, okay. The swap me hat. Love that. Play we love I that like the you. balance. I like the balance. Right? They're so comfortable. How about you? What you rocking? For all you uh, 90s movies kids, I got the PF Flyers. Jeez. Have anyone seen The Sandlot? Okay, okay. Uh, my wife actually gifted these to me. Okay, so okay. Those are fire. Um, Shout out to your wife. And love then uh, Lucky Brand Jeans. Okay. And then a reigning champ. Uh, what do you call this? Crew neck? Ooh, so with, the, I don't, with the LA Galaxy on the side. The, yeah, so this was actually a, and I I kind of like wearing it because it's comfortable, but then it has the patch, so it's like, oh, you, you know, you're kind of like throwing out the Galaxy. But I don't really, I just like the sweater. That's fire. Um, yeah, but this was actually a gift uh, when we won the last MLS Cup in 2014. Jeez. So I've had this for almost 10 years. I don't know what an MLS stands for, but is that an aura ring that you're using as a wedding ring, or is that a... This is just a typical wedding ring. Yeah. Oh, it's not okay. It's not it's a just aura. a regular wedding. Okay. I I think it is. It looks like an aura <laughs> ring. Yes, they sold you something. I did. No, it's just regular wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Karen, I mean, we know where yours is. Yeah, I got the Zara. I, I got the Jays. I got the Chicago's. I got a uh, yeah Zara, Zara fit all the way. Zara. Is Zara mannequin over here. So I have like ten of the same T-shirts. I just buy ten <laughs> of the same. Listen, I'm, black, you know me. black always works. You know me. I'm always. <laughs> It's, I'm jeans and a t-shirt type don't of guy. Don't Zara, though. Don't mm. sleep on Zara, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to get into it, right? Yeah, yeah. Rafa, you okay. know, this is going to be interesting. Let's do it. Personally, I mean, sports. Sports for him and is not it for him. So It's, it's, it's not lot, for everyone. It's, it's a lot for him to learn. Like, how do you, like, isn't it kind of gay? <laughs> like a bunch of grown men chasing each other for a ball. <laughs> Grabbing I mean. each other, shoving <laughs> each other, pulling each other. Are we talking about soccer specifically? Changing in front of each other. Well, sport, I mean, <laughs> or or all general, sports. In general. I, get, I mean, I guess. I don't. never I really mean, thought of it that way. I mean, I've never thought about it like that, but maybe in your eyes it could be like that. I yeah, mean, literally, sure. I mean, if you describe <laughs> sports for a fact. It is kind of just raging testosterone, right? Like. Yes, um, but it's I, I think the thing with sports is that it's kind of channeled in a way where you could probably get away with a lot more than you would in regular, you know, daily life. Like if you like, for example, when I played, like 
I had something going on or I was angry or uh, angry or pissed or whatever, I could always just like take out my frustrations out in a healthy way. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it also works that way. So I, I think a boxer would, would probably argue the same thing or a mixed martial artist would argue the same thing. It's, it's like, like a therapy. You're channeling, yeah, it, definitely. That, I think that's like getting really deep into it because I mean, I think we all got into sports just because we genuinely like playing. And then you become good at it and you become competitive and then that's where like the, you know, the drive right like i want to show everyone that i'm better and then you well, know we're going to get into that in the mental health piece but before we get into that just tell the audience about like who you are like what what brings you on and like i mean you're in soccer think, yeah right football for everyone else football for for the <laughs> non-americans um so yeah i grew up in the san fernando valley which is you know behind these these mountains here um, and I got into soccer at the really young age. I was about four, uh, five years old, if I'm not mistaken. And I always knew I loved playing and I, you know, I was pretty good at it. Uh, my dad introduced me to the sport. Um, but from there, you know, I think it wasn't until like high school where I think I had a legitimately good chance of making something out of it. So worked really hard and, you know, did a lot of sacrifice a lot because it's a lot of time and effort. And now that I have children of my own and they're playing on the weekends, like it's a huge commitment, not only from you, but like your family. Yeah. Um, but all that, I think, um, you know, at the end, in the long run, kind of worked out for for me. And I was fortunate enough to uh, earn a uh, scholarship uh, to go to uh, to go to university. So I went to Cal State Northridge, played there for four uh, four years, and then I was drafted. Uh, by the LA Galaxy, who, which plays literally down the street here in Carson, um, and had a nine-year playing career. Um, nine years? Yeah. Six with the Galaxy, and then I, I, I was in uh, Las Vegas for a bit. How, much, how long was your career? Not that long. <laughs> <laughs> Not that long. Not even close. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, and, and it's kind of led me to where I am now. So now, now that I'm removed from the, from the game playing, uh, I'm now coaching, so. Are you retired officially? Or? I'm retired officially, quote unquote. I mean, you don't really retire unless you're making yeah. LeBron James money, but. Well, okay, okay, that's another question. Right. Out of all of these athletes, how many of them are that 1% that make the David Beckham money or the Ronaldo money? Very few. Okay. Very few. I'd I'd argue even the amount of professional athletes or professional soccer players, like soccer is the biggest game in the world. Literally. Right? Um, the amount of people that are able to make it to the professional level, it's like 1% or... Yeah, I think, I think it's yeah. so it's, difficult it's, to yeah. get to that level of being one of the 1% of the top athletes. It's already so difficult just to get into the league itself. Yeah. Right. Any professional soccer league or any, any professional first division team. Yeah. It's so difficult to get there and then to maintain it and be the... The top 1% of all these players, like the Tom Brady's or the Cristiano Ronaldo's or something like that, that's even... But you guys already level. made it, right? You guys were professional. <laughs> sure. So you guys were literally the creme de la creme of your sport. Yeah, yeah but yeah, but region. then w once you get to that level, you realize that there's a whole another level yeah, to get to. That is just... It's almost superhuman. Are there tiers, like the top, and then is there a mediocre... Or is there like a bottom? I, I mean, I guess like there's obviously the guys in the, you know, that are making the millions of dollars, right? And then the guys that are here, and then the guys that are kind of like you know up and coming, and you can eventually get there. Um, but, but that's yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. But yeah, there's obviously players that are better than others, 
um, you know, leagues all over the world. You know, yeah. Eng England's got the best league, and then you know you have the Spanish league, Italian league. The, the league here, MLS, has grown tremendously in the last 25 years. So, um, yeah, there's different yeah. levels, but I would say you know just to be able to make it to to the professional game at any level in any league is is a huge accomplishment uh, accomplishment within itself. So. Yeah, for all the listeners that don't really know soccer or professional sports like that, I would kind of uh, put it in a way as a corporate structure. You have like your CEO, you have like your vice president, sure. then you have all these different positions under all the way down. And it's just, it's the same thing in professional sports. When you have a lot of potential and you're working your way up, you start at a lower salary. And then eventually, once they realize your potential, you make more money as you right. go up. So, so Rafa, I have a, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, while you were playing at CSUN, university level, you had a couple of knee injuries, right? Yeah. <laughs> what injuries did you have? So I did my ACL uh, my sophomore year, which just blew my knee out, uh, my right knee, and tore meniscus, and uh, so yeah, it just it just wasn't great. I think the doc the doctor said, "quote uh, It looks like a uh, a bomb went off on your knee," and I was like, well, well, "That's <laughs> that's great." Um, so I took, uh, it took me a while to get back from that, but yeah, that was... You were was, young, right? How old were you? I was, uh, I had just turned 19. Isn't so. your career over? But you know what, back in the day it was, but I think, and you're talking 2008, that's why, well, I'm, not, I'm not great at math, that's 15 years ago? Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Most athletes are, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so even then, I think modern medicine was, you know, at a point where like, you could come back and do the rehabs and all that, and you're fine. I think, you know... 80s, 70s, like if you blew your knee out, you're pr pretty much done. Um, but you even the meniscus too, though. Yeah, yeah. So even medicine. I mean, I'm obviously like in bad shape now, but <laughs> uh, I, I I don't have meniscus on my left knee anymore. Uh, my ACL knees, you know, it's good for now, but I think uh, I'll need a knee replacement at some point. So, so, so you're you're a big up and coming athlete at that point, sure. And you had a lot of scouts looking at you. You had a lot of potential. What was it like coming back from that injury, like fa facing that, facing a, a potentially uh, career-ending injury? How did, how did you figure out a way? How did you stay mentally tough? And how did you make your way through it and then ha still have a nine-year career? Yeah. I, I didn't know this then. That, that's a great question, by the way. It, it was hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Because if you think about it, and I joke about this all the time, like I don't know anything else but soccer, really. Uh, you know, up until that point, I was the kid from San Fernando Valley that everyone kind of said, hey, this, you know, this kid's really good, has potential to play professionally. Um, so then I have this injury. And up to that point, you know, I don't know anything else but soccer. Yeah. So I can't do what I love to do or the thing that I'm good at, yeah. you know. And I didn't realize this at the time, but I definitely went through some sort of depression where um, I started, you know, I was a young college mm -hmm. student. Uh, I took a semester off of uh, of school to focus on my rehab, but there's so much downtime, and I'm like, well, let's go party. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, of course, of course. You're eating. You're not really working out. You know, you're not really taking care of yourself. And before you know it, you know, you're 40 pounds heavier. Um, <laughs> and it ha it ha you know, it happens really quick in athletes because we're so used to running on a daily basis. Yeah. Like you're running, you know, eight, 10 miles a day working out twice a day, then all of a sudden everything just stops and you eat the same, the same, right? You still have the same appetite. Right. And then going back to that, like 
I was I wasn't living at my uh, I was already living on my own. I had an apartment with a, a few roommates, um, but I would go back home and you know, mom's like, "Well, here's some food, like comfort food," and you know, before you know it, uh, yeah, I put on some weight. So it was difficult. I'm not gonna lie, and I think the the biggest thing for me was, you know, how I, and it it never really hit me until one day I was like, kind of. I got in the shower and I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize who that person was, right? And um, I was like, well, I gotta make some changes. And around the same time, and I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, um, tells me that she's pregnant. Jesus. Right? So that was around the time where I was like, kind of, you know, going through it and, and, not really sure what was going to happen with with me in terms of soccer and, and what that looked like and um, I tell this people uh, people this story all the time. My it was my son that really kind of changed everything for me. You were nineteen. I was nineteen, so I was very much a kid myself, and uh, found out I was going to be a dad, and that was kind of really the the moment where it kind of just clicked, and I was like, okay, I kind of got to get my got to get it together. Um, so and it took me a, it took me a while it took me maybe two years to kind of get back to myself as a player and um, getting to a point where I was able to you know play in in a manner that allowed me to potentially have an opportunity to play professionally. But it wasn't easy. It was a lot of hard work and um, but I tell people this all the time and I get asked the same question like, how did you do it? How did you become a professional athlete? I just worked really hard, like. Really hard, <laughs> you know. Um, no, I'm not. Lying. I'm just like I don't understand how he did it. I could see how you did it. Yeah. How did you do it? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's the same thing. It's the same I, thing. I, I I sacrificed everything, right? Yeah. As as soon as I graduated high school, I knew I didn't want to go to the college route. I had I had offers as well from mm -hmm. a couple a couple different universities for like full ride scholarships, and um, I didn't want to go to school at all. I knew school wasn't for me. And I wanted to be a professional athlete. So I just took the leap of faith and I moved to Europe on my own, right? I moved there when I was 18 years old, fresh out of high school. Yeah. Well, you also and have the privilege of be having EU citizenship. That's true. That's record. true. Yeah. That's true. But I still had to, you know, get the visa and, and do everything because of uh, because I was still American as well. I had to pay sure. taxes, American tax dollars at the same time, right? Mm. So, but I still, at 18 years young, moving halfway across the world from your home, not being around a lot of your family. I do have some family in Germany, but not being around my mom, my dad, my brother, and just having that support system, it's tough. And for me, I got traded a lot my first two or three years, and I sacrificed everything. Like, pe people don't understand that yeah. a lot of these athletes sacrifice everything just to have a shot at becoming a professional athlete. A shot. So, just a, a just shot. Just a shot. <laughs> and the majority of people don't make it. You know, nobody hears about the people that move halfway across the world for this dream and don't make it. It's, for example, it's like most of the people that move here to L.A. That, to become actors and the majority of them end up working in the food industry, the right? The restaurant the industry, you know? which we love the servers. So, yeah. So, yeah, right. uh, I was playing um, in Germany and then I had a chance to play here for a team called Chivas. I got a new agent because my agent wasn't doing it for me in Germany. I came out here and then. So LA Galaxy and Chivas at the same, same they shared a stadium. They rented like. Well, the yeah, same. yeah. This is how we want. We need to know. How, how do you guys know each other? So we met in high school. <laughs> oh, you went to high school together. We went to high school together. We went to high school. 
Um, a couple of knuckleheads around the streets. We've known each other since high school. <laughs> We've known each other since Ninth high school. Ninth grade or tenth grade? He was a freshman. I'm a year older, so I was a, I was You're a like sophomore. Who said again? You're like forty two. Not that old. <laughs> uh, how old am I? I'll be thirty five in uh, next month. Um, but uh, I think after that first year, he moved to another high school, and we kind of, you know, we had the same mutual friends, and and then he moved to Europe, and at that time, I was doing my thing at at Northridge when I was playing playing college ball. So we kind of not disconnected, but he was obviously on another side of the world, and you know, I think was it MySpace was was big at the time, yeah, Facebook or whatever. I think Facebook was just Facebook up was and just starting up, up, up and coming. Yeah. Um, but kind of leads back to how we reconnected. Um, and I'll let you tell tell that story if you want. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. We were. Uh, it was. I think it was my first day at Chivas, and uh, I walk into. Uh, I'm in the locker room getting ready, doing my thing, and then I go you into the gym. In front of other men. Yeah, okay, I mean that's, okay. that's just for. The I mean, okay. not not no that's homo. What you do. Not, that's what no you homo, do. Not, no, not in a way like that. But that's what I'm you. just saying. A fact. <laughs> Can we? Uh, why am I triggering you guys? No, okay. no. I, we're not triggered. That's just what. It, that's just what it is, right? Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> she said, uh huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Cavs a little rattled. For yeah, <laughs> we, we then we uh, I went to the gym and then I ran into this guy. I'm like, yo, no way! And then I already knew he was playing for Galaxy and he was doing a lot of big things, but I didn't think I was gonna run into him. It just slipped my mind. And uh, yeah, after that we we reconnected and it, you know we became best friends and it was just, yeah. It was, just, it was it was really like I had one of those moments. I was like, I saw him. He was like stretching or something in like a little mat. Um, and I saw him and I was like, I know this guy. But it'd been so like it'd been a yeah. few years, so it just and obviously well, I don't know if you've seen pictures, he he had like a little afro in high school. And then by this point, <laughs> he was like, can you know, see, can we show okay, <laughs> clean cut, shaved, and so I didn't recognize him initially, and then I was like, Oh, that's Cameron, right? So, you know, we kind of start uh making small talk and that's really how we re- uh reconnected and you know, I, safe to say we we've been And you guys played against each other. Yeah. Who won? Always him. He won? Always him. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I can tell. That's he, he, played for the be- he played for the better team, yeah, right? Yeah, he had a nine-year career. Come on now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's how kind of we, we reconnected. And, and um, you know, I think it was it was great because the timing of it, you know, uh, he started coming around and, you know, we're, we're big on family. And, you know, he's, we joked that, you know, he's probably Mexican already just I mean, from, yeah. from from all the time he's you know he spends with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's guilty by association <laughs> but um it's been great because i've you know through our friendship you know i've had two kids since then um my kids love him like it's uncle cam cam and you know, he comes around the house and like oh you guys hang out we hang out yeah yeah, yeah we're oh, still for very, the record you guys are still friends we're still very yeah. good even though he beat your ass definitely yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> who's the biggest you played against and also what famous soccer players do you know? Well, I know all the guys that I played with. Okay. Right. Um, Can we name drop, sir? I've, David okay. Beckham. Oh. So I played with David Beckham for. Isn't that Posh's husband? Posh's husband. Okay. Okay. Right. I've never heard it. I've never heard him <laughs> refer to as Posh's husband, but <laughs> only from Adrian. <laughs> only from Adrian. Uh, but she got you know she made him famous, right? No she way. She got him the clown. Don't, you, don't I even swear start he with was that. nobody when he. Don't there even were a, there were a power. Co- Did you not watch the documentary? Uh, of course I did. But he was really just a basic soccer player. She was a Spice Girl. No, and no she way. gave him clout. No way. 
You're, you're so. I, di- I will digress. You're so far. Out, you're so far out of the loop for that. I will die on this cross. Hey, out of pocket. Out of pocket. Yeah, so out of this is Rafa's interview. Uh, um, okay, so Pasha's husband. So. Pasha's husband. By the way, she's she's lovely as well. Got the opportunity to uh, meet her uh, a few times. Everyone says that. She is. Really she really is. is. Yeah. Um, and and the documentary was was really well done and pretty accurate and yeah. they're, they're what great. What other people. famous celebrities? Sir? We don't. We, uh, we celebrities that I've played with. I mean, you probably wouldn't know Robbie Keane, Landon Donovan, no. um, Steven Gerrard, uh, Ashley Cole. You played against a bunch of really yeah. big. I played against Cristiano Ronaldo, who is probably you know. He's like one, he's the probably. Arguably one of the biggest athletes well, in the yeah, world. He's one the, of the best, best. Uh, uh, soccer player in the world. Yeah. And yeah. Isn't he the most famous, uh, isn't he the most followed Instagrammer in the world? Yeah, I believe so, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, he just transferred to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, correct. What are your thoughts? Like, you, you're a soccer person. Like, what I, is, mean, I mean, get that bag. He's getting money. <laughs> he's but getting he, money. He's not legally <clears throat> married to his wife. You know that, right? And I did not Saudi, know that. They have a law. I, I heard he got in, into some some uh, trouble with the law there, right? They fixed the law for him. Did really? They, they really changed they the law for him? They made an exception yeah. for him. He would rather for not you. marry her and have the government of Saudi Arabia make an exception than to marry her. My man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I mean, I, I didn't know that. I, just, I did kind of hear uh, that he was into, you know, he was facing some legal trouble because of, you know, Something like that, but I don't. I didn't really read into it. So. Any other like who? Who else is famous in soccer? Um, Ronaldo. A lot. Ronaldo. He played against. I think he played against Barcelona as well. I think there. I saw him. He played at the Rose Bowl in front of like. Yeah, that was that was that was big time. He, he Barcelona was probably one of the biggest teams in the world at the time, and uh, still are. I literally don't know a single person. He, he played in front of like yeah. I think almost a hundred. You know who Messi is? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. he played is on he that team. He's in Miami now. Yeah. yeah. You played against him. I so that game he he didn't play. I played against his team, but he didn't play. So, but I think it was in front of like a hundred thousand or like ninety thousand. It was uh, ninety three thousand at the Rose Bowl, which is a pretty surreal experience. So, so so what was that like? Walk us through that that game. I was there at the game and I saw it. It was, it was, was one of those. I look. I don't. I met like I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet like celebrities and people are you know who are doing really well. And I don't ever get starstruck. I don't think I've ever. You're been an LA kid too. Let's be real. Yeah, but I mean, even then, like, you don't really run into like. I, I mean, I mean, I guess you kind of do, but uh, <laughs> never was like really starstruck. But I got to play against uh, Barcelona, who at the time had one of the best players in the world, uh, Iniesta, who was like my like, it's like no, your idol, right? Um, so who 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 do I, who do you idolize in whatever? Beyonce. Okay, so if you met. If, so if you got, let's say you walked into a uh, music studio and Beyonce is like dancing and you got to dance with Beyonce. Like that, that was the equivalent to me or sing or with Beyonce. Honestly, you're like working on a track together with Beyonce. Imagine right. That. Like, Stop, don't play with me right now. So <laughs> that, that was like the equivalent for me because this was something that I idolized growing up and I was like, wow, he's like legit. And I got to play against him. Um, Did he so win? He won, yeah. They were way better. Um, but, it, but to answer your question. Um, you might not be that good. It was... Uh, it was one of those moments where I like, you know, you're obviously focused on the game and it's a it's an exhibition game. So it doesn't really mean much. But, you know, you, you get to play one of the best teams in the world. So you obviously want to do well. But it was one of those where I just kind of looked around. and I was like, oh, how did I get here? You know, this is, this is pretty cool. Like hard work. Yeah. Hard work. But see, like, see kids work hard. Um, <laughs> but you're in this like stadium, right? 90,000 people like Cameron said, right? Yeah. Like. You get that, you know, you're constantly in these games, stadiums, studio, like, 
places where all these people are rooting and like screaming at you sure. guys. Are you, do you get addicted to that sort of adrenaline? Not really, because you don't really, like, people ask me, like, do you, do, my family all the time, did you hear her screaming? I can't hear a word. Like, I, I can barely hear the person in front of me. It's so loud, Literally. right? So uh, that game specifically was really loud. I remember trying to communicate with teammates, and you can't, like, maybe five yards away. You're like, what? Like, I but can't. How do you go back to playing smaller games, like, once you're used to that? You just you just kind of do. Do you not get depressed a little bit? No, no. I mean, I think life always has a way of humbling you in, in, in certain times. So, I mean, not humbling, but like the reality is, we knew we were gonna play a game that was massive, like larger than life, right? So you get up for the occasion, and and then it's like, all right, it's like a wedding, right? You prep for a wedding, and you know, you spend all this money, you buy a nice tuxedo, and then like the next day, it's like, all right, like let's get on with it, like. But um, I think going back to what you said in the game, once once you're in the stadium and once you're playing, you just don't even notice your surroundings. Yeah, right? you're unless, locked in. Unless, like, unless the ball goes out of bounds or something, then you're just like, you take a moment and you're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. this is where I'm at. But once you're playing, you're just locked in with your teammates. You're just like, it's tunnel vision. You don't notice everything I, I, around it. Absolutely. I can't tell you the amount of times, like, did you see me? I was I was waving at you. I was like, I don't see anything but like what... <laughs> I was like, I was screaming your name. I was like, I, I didn't, you know, and it's not like you don't want to, but you're just so focused on, you're hyper-focused on what you're doing. You know, you're getting directions from coaches. You're getting, you know, feedback from players and teammates. And so, it, like, you're multitasking and you kind of prioritize what's important. I think after a game, like, you go say hi to your family and wave at people and stuff like that. That's kind of when you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. But when you're in the moment, you're not even, you're not even thinking about it. Yeah. Such a crazy... It's it's bizarre, and then bizarre. you go from that to coming back to your home in the valley. It's it's funny. So I have a I have a, it, literally I have a, a funny story. I don't know if I told you this, but one time we went uh, we had a game and we met up for like dinner uh, at the yard house in Northridge. Yeah, so it was like bizarre. Like we we're having dinner and they're showing the game and it was like oh cool, but no one really. Here's the thing: once you're done and you're out of it, like no one really cares, right? And then like. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, yeah, it was fun and I enjoyed it. And I, you know, there are certain perks to, you know, being a professional athlete. But really, once you're done, like, no one gives a shit. No one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. You know, and that's I think I think that's a hard pill to swallow for certain people. Like, you know, you're, you know, and I was nowhere near as you know uh, famous as like you know all these super elite athletes. But like, the reality is like. It's a, it's a weird thing in sports because yes they like they value you but you're also giving them a service right and once you can no longer perform that service you're, you're very replaceable. you're very replaceable you know and that's what people don't realize so like the LeBron James and all these people that have been doing this for such a long time like I have so much respect for 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 these people because they're doing elite things at the highest level and it's it's hard to do it once let alone twice you know and then you do it consistently like. That's the difference between like really but elite athletes. You know the, the difference is though, like like you said, they're replaceable, right? Even sure. LeBron is replaceable. Sure. Everyone is. At some point, what it, about it, these, it happens. But what about these owners? What do the soccer owners look like? Like who are they? Because they're making. If you guys are making this much, like if the Lionel Messi's, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. Call them, mm -hmm. if they're making this much, yeah, the owners have to be raking it in. I would think so. Yes. 
if not they? they if not they wouldn't get in the business and i think it's usually caucasian like like white america type thing american yeah they own a lot of teams in the english premier league as well some of the yeah. big, biggest teams in the world really so yeah some of these corporations yeah but now you start seeing you know uh current and former athletes who are now getting into the ownership side of things yeah. uh you know Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, is part owner of the, uh, the Seahawks. Didn't Serena, Patch, Patrick Mahomes. Didn't Serena Williams? And yeah. Didn't they, didn't they just get, aren't they part owners of the Dolphins or something like that? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Magic Johnson, you know, with, you know, with <coughs> LAFC and, um, and the Dodgers. So uh, I think that's changing um, and, and that's promising to see. But, you know, for the most part, I think. Are there Mexican know? owners? That's a great question. In Mexico. Mexico, for sure, yeah. <laughs> In the Mexican League. <laughs> For sure, but There's actually, you know league? what? Chivas USA was owned by a. Oh, uh, they were. Yeah, my team, my team. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, there is. Promise. Yeah. Promise. For sure. Is that something you would get into? <sighs> no. <laughs> Why? What? Does it really interest me? Uh, well, can... I can't say it doesn't interest me, but you know, I think I'd 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 be able to work more, either as a coach or you know, uh, front office. But you can literally create the next. Uh, David Beckham, sure. without posh, obviously. Sure. <laughs> Think sure. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, listen. If I had the resources and the, yeah, the capital, of course, of course. I think it's a. Yeah. It's it one of those capital, where you yeah. you gotta you gotta uh, uh, what's the saying? You gotta have money to make money or spend yeah. money to make yeah, money. Yeah, definitely. Like, and to start something like that takes you know multi millions or billions. Sure. Right. Investors and all that, but no, that's that's actually great. I've never even thought about that. So yeah. So. I do. I got another question for you. Um, so you won the MLS Cup twice, which mm-hmm. is Major League Soccer. It's basically the highest award you can get in, sure. in soccer. And you never won one, right? <laughs> I'm just confirming for, for the record. I never won. A, I never okay. won anything like that. Yeah, that's the one. This is one of the highest honors. He played for the the best team in America that you can play for. Uh, what was that like winning two championships? Uh, along with that, you met President Barack Obama. What was that like? Yeah, or just everything above. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, listen, being part of these teams that won these these you know these high accolades and certainly MLS Cup uh, was the highlight of my playing career. Um, it was a blessing for for sure, you know. And I was fortunate enough to to play around some some top players and learned a lot from them, uh, even from coaches, which you know I I, I apply now that I'm a coach. Um, but it was it was definitely surreal. I'd be I'd be lying to you if I told you that it didn't mean a lot. More so because, <clears throat> you know, I, I believe I was one of the very first. Um, I, I don't want to say athletes, but soccer players specifically in the San Fernando Valley that was able to, you know, do something mm-hmm. like that. So for me, it was always a great pride to represent our community that way, and you know, uh, show kids that you know we grew up not having much, right and you know, working class uh, people and um, through hard work and totally, you know, you need some luck in it as well. But, you know, these things can be accomplished. So for me, that was a great, uh, you know, a great sense of pride. And Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, you don't really realize it then. But now that I'm a bit, you know, removed from playing and I was at the the, White House. You were at the White House. I was at the White House. Meeting Barack Obama. And I wasn't security, so that was... (laughs) Or the the janitor. Oh, we got got a funny story (laughs) about that one, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what? No, we'll get to... That's for... We'll leave it for the next episode. Oh, my... Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so I was able to go to the White House and and meet uh, President Obama twice because uh, at the time... And I think they still do it. 
Uh, if you win the, it's like if you win the NBA, you know, champion. Uh, if you if you win the NBA finals, you know, you go visit the White House. At the time, President Obama was in office, so I got to meet him twice. And do you feel like low key these politicians that have this clout are kind of like fangirls? I don't know. Like it's I don't know. That's like you're a poli- you're the president. I'll of tell you what, States, Barack Obama you- was the most, you know, awesome, sincere man that I've I've met. Like he was. He took time to, you know, talk to us, introduce himself, got to shake his hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was that was that was surreal. So I have a funny story about that. I uh, I I was I got a message on my phone. I think it was from one of my, one of my good friends, and he's like, uh, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm at the White House." <laughs> and he's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm at the White House." He's like, what are you doing there? Like, what White House? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was texting him. I took it like a selfie. He's like, I'm literally at the White House. So that was pretty cool. Um, are you flexing with him or something? No. I mean, but it's just, how often can you say like, flex. That's how a flex. often can you say I'm at the White House, right? It's a flex. Yeah, Maybe. I, mean, I, th- I just thought it was funny that he texted me. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm at the White House. Yeah, imagine. What was his response? Like, he was just like, uh. He didn't believe me. He was like, yeah, Imagine right. you text me tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just at the White House with Brock. I wouldn't even know what to say. Yeah. Like, legit. Yeah. But that was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, a surreal experience. And I always dreamed, I mean, as many kids here, like, you know, one day go to the White House. Um, so that was, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool moment. And I got to experience a lot of things like that through through soccer, which I'm very grateful. And um, I think for me now, it's just like I was able to gain a lot of knowledge of not only the game, but like just life in general, different experiences, being in different environments, different countries. Um, and now, you know, for me is how do I apply that and kind of just in a way give back right to the next generations, you know, through, through coaching and stuff like that. I wish there was someone in my position when I was younger that could help me in, you know, navigating through different things. So um, I think that's really at the core why I'm doing what I'm doing, what I'm doing now is is coaching. Like you, you have, you know, this, it'd be kind of silly or selfish to like call that into yourself and like, Hey, let me help you. Right. Maybe you could do something that I, you know, much bigger than I ever did. You were playing or, you you were playing with some of the people that you idolized growing up, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, when you finally made it to the team to Galaxy, you were going day in day out, traveling with them, traveling to the East Coast, traveling every single day, training yeah. with them, getting to know them. Were they role models for you during practice? How did and how did you did you want to eventually kind of be like them? Did you idolize them in training? Like, what was that like? I think when once your teammates like that kind of just takes a back backseat to you know like obviously i have a ton of respect for them but you know some of them are playing over me so i, I need to try to like you know oh wait, wait, wait hold on so there's you're competing essentially against each other right too sure so oh yeah 100 percent. yeah so we're on the same team but i mean only 11 gets to play out of, so there's a, a lot of black, backstabbing no nah, no no i wouldn't say backstabbing okay. it's healthy competition i would say where you know you wanna you wanna play? Did anyone sabotage you? You felt like no, no, not at all, not at all. Ever? Not a, not not that I remember. Not in the in the professional game. Um, Were they haters? Yeah, not always, but there's definitely some. Sometimes yeah. for sure, there's some people that might you might not get 
along with perfectly on the team. Yeah, but, but, that's that's right. You know, but at the end of the day, you guys have the same goal and you guys are working towards the same goal. But yeah, there's definitely haters on the team sometimes. That, but. And, and that's a big misconception. They're like, well, they play on the same team. They must all love each other. The reality is no. They're your coworkers. Of you course, you don't I mean? get like, along. Yeah. But, but there is that common goal, like Cameron said, uh, Cameron said, like, you're all working for the same thing. So whatever differences you have, like I've been part of teams where not everyone gets along, mm -hmm. but it's fine. Like we're winning games, like, you know, you make it work. I've been in teams where there's separation and it's fucking terrible. And then I've been part of teams that are really cohesive and, you know, do really well and, you know, you have success, so, yeah. So back in the day, when you were in college as a professional athlete in your college, mm -hmm. you couldn't make money off your likeness, right? Right. But now you can. Now you can. And then also back in the day, a lot of professional athletes would go broke. Sure. Is like, what does the like soccer league or whatever do for that now? Do well, I do think it's fair that now collegiate players are able to make money and profit off How did of you them. survive? <laughs> Fast foot. <laughs> Fast foot. Does Fast that cover everything though? I heard it doesn't. No, definitely no, it doesn't not. cover yeah. everything. I was fortunate that I got a scholarship to. But, and to you go know, to they're making a lot of money off of your yeah. likeness. Sure. I I think for us it was different because the reality is we weren't a big big school. Um, at least you know I think that, you know the the power five schools with big football teams, big basketball teams, they're you know they're making a. Ton it's a billion dollar industry. Sure. Um, it wasn't really the case for soccer, and, and you know, it is getting better. Um, but I survived off of, and I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say this. I've said this before. We, we had, you know, we were, we were, we were collecting food stamps, my wife and I, you know. So, you know, that's, we, we were a young family, and we had a little, you know, we had a, a, a newborn baby. And <clears throat> I have no shame in saying that because that was, you know, my kind of path to like, you know, when I start, I did start to have some success. I always remembered like what it was like to have nothing. Right. And, you know, yeah, you were was, what, 19, 20 years old. I was 20 with a, years with old a new, with a newborn. I was, I was bringing my son to my college games. Like, so, um, but <clears throat> we made it work and obviously the, the help of, you know, family and friends, you know, goes a long way, but, um, yeah, it was it wasn't easy by any and and I it was harder for my wife because she was uh, she was a full time student she was working, and you know we were raising our child and you know I was a full time student I was playing, um, so a lot of struggles yeah. for sure, but I I'm, I'm a firm believer that you know when we went through all that like there was nothing that you know we could because we we've, we've seen each other at our best at our worst and you know we've we've uh, we've known what it's like to have nothing. You know, when when we did have some, it's you know, you just appreciate it that much. But when you became a professional athlete, yeah, professional soccer player, did the what is it, the soccer league or whatever, create an investment fund for you? Is that a thing? Because nowadays, yeah, I mean, they they have like their the four one ks and all that that they offer you and and stuff like that. They don't give you like a financial advisor, like a yeah, yeah, fund, they, yeah, yeah. They advice. they do all that. They're okay. good, they're pretty good with the rookies to like you know. Like little seminars and hey make sure you you know save your money because yep everyone goes broke and going back to what we talked about like i listen i have no shame in saying this i didn't make the money that all these players made so 
for me, like once I was done playing, I how much, how much, I, how much? <laughs> trust me, not that much. Um, I knew that once I was done with that, I still I had to continue to work, right? And um, <clears throat> luckily for me, and I joke about this all the time, like my lifestyle never changed. So where I was like getting used to making this much money, and now like you're making no money, like oh, like I was very like you know, That's like no, key. yeah, no, uh, you know. We were fortunate enough to buy a home, and that to me was massive. In LA. In LA. In LA. Uh, so, which, so tough to do. Which, in LA. So tough to which do. was uh, <laughs> was something that we we are very oh, proud yeah. of, uh, my wife and I, that we're able to do that. And um, I think in, in most sports, a lot of professional athletes need to prepare for 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 sure a career field. Some right some get into TV, some you know get into coaching, like mm -hmm. I, you know like myself. Uh, I knew I wanted to stay around the game at some capacity. I actually did do some broadcasting. Which I enjoyed, and maybe, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, I I try to do it again. But so I know you had to deal with haters, or I, I know I dealt with it. I had to deal with haters or racism or something like yeah. that while I was playing. How how would you deal with <laughs> with people like that? Like, what, what was your process? Do you I mean, just? I think he's a lot chiller than you, Cam. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now I am. Now yeah. I am for no, sure. I was. I was. Yeah, you're right. That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, for me. It, it's that whole cliche, like, you know, hate, like, haters be your motivate, you know, like, and it's true. They're your it, biggest it, fans. It, it really is. It really is. We would say in high school, if you, you if you don't have haters, you ain't popping, pop. right? So like, <laughs> we still say that. It's true. Okay. We still we say still, that. Yeah. Uh, but it was for me. It was just motivation. Like, you know, there was people that wouldn't give me the time of day, right? And whether it be girls or whatever, like in high school, and and then you become a professional athlete, and all of a sudden everyone knows you. It's like, well, that's not what you were saying before. Right. Uh, but for me, yeah, I mean, I I think we've all not all, but um, for me, it was just like, OK, I can't really you don't really gain anything out of like responding and stuff like that. And believe me, I bit my tongue a lot of a lot of times, but we would go to different countries and they would spit on you and throw stuff at you. And like, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They like they flip cars in Europe. Because yeah, the team lost. yeah, yeah. I and Cameron definitely got got more of it than I did because in Europe it, it's a different, it's a different ball game. But for me, it's like, all right, how do I? First of all, if you're out in the streets or whatever, like, how do I not like start a riot, right? Or you know, but <laughs> just just you know, for me, it was just kind of like if they said something, especially as a kid, like, all right, well, I'll, I'll show you. And I've always carried myself that way. I've always felt like. I've had like a chip on my shoulder to prove. You're a 21 year old kid. You are throwing hands if someone comes at you <laughs> sideways. For sure. Uh, but one last thing that I have, at least for me, is just why is soccer so big in the whole world except America? <laughs> I, don't, I think it's because we have so many sports here, right? Sure. I think we have basketball, we have baseball, football, uh, Whatever other sports, the cross or whatever other people play. Pickleball. Yeah, and pickleball is massive. Pickleball, pickleball is huge, now, yeah. But I, I think in these other countries like South America, Central America, uh, Europe, even Asia, I think everyone for the majority plays soccer in Africa as well. Well, yeah. all we do is play soccer. Everyone's just out on the streets playing soccer. Sure. No one's, maybe a couple people play other sports every here and there, but the majority of the people play soccer, or football. And I think that that's why it's not as prevalent in America. I think it is the biggest sport in America. It's just because of our professional league is so much younger than 
the NBA, the NFL. Like, you got to remind yourself, or we got to remind, remind ourselves, MLS here has only been around since 96 was the first year. True, right? true, true. So what's the, let's do the math here. Who's, who's the mathematician? 1996 is 27, 28, 27 turning, yeah. yeah, 28. Okay. So this league's only been around 27 years, mm -hmm. right? What? NBA's been around, I mean, I don't know how long. NFL, MLB. So, um, but everyone plays soccer. Like, you go to any park, there's little kids running around, and now there's leagues everywhere. So I think it is, you know, as big. I, I don't think it's as big in a media um, standpoint, I guess you could say. But it's the biggest game in the world, no doubt. How many of the players in any, like, in professionalism, like professional sports, mm -hmm. do you think are scared to come out of the closet? Oh, yeah, that was, a, we did, that's something that's, we didn't touch on. That's a great, great question. Um, did you did you have ever have any gay teammates or anything I, like so that? So I had a when I played for the Galaxy, I had a a, uh, a gay teammate. Was he out? He was, he was out. Or he, he uh, I think he came out while you were there, right? Like he, in the middle he, of it. He um, he joined in 2013. I had been there 2012. What is he? Robbie like? Rogers. What's his name? Robbie Rogers. Okay. Um, who's right actually there. doing really well for himself. Uh, he's a producer now on um, uh, what's a football show with uh, Tay Diggs. Uh, why am I blanking? Oh my God, All American. All American. Um, oh, is he on that? He's oh, uh, he's a producer on All American. He's he's producing TV and he's doing some films and he's done really well for himself. But um, <laughs> very um, great great teammate was actually my locker mate. Um, you know, and and for us it was you know it was just no different than than any other teammate. And you know, uh, we became good friends so much so that he invited me to his wedding. But do you think the environment prohibits most of them to come out? I think it's de definitely um, intimidating and it's not, you know, I don't think it's well received everywhere yet. Um, it is hard. Uh, What's, I, hard listen, What's hard about it? I can't, well, I was just going to say, I, I can't even, you know, put myself in a situation because, you know, I'm not in it. So it'd be kind of hypocritical for me to say, well, there, you know. Yeah. Um, but I just know that the locker room culture, you know, doesn't really uh cater to to homosexual athletes mm -hmm. right that's just a reality um, it's gotten better without a doubt um but you know for us at least in my experience you know robbie was you know not only a great player but just a great person you know you know we still keep in touch and um never even occurred to me it was never a thing you know it was just like all right do you think it'll ever be normalized I think so. Okay. In I our lifetime? So. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Optimism. Yeah. Optimism for sure. Um, and now there's, you know, there's, there's more players that, that continue to come out and, it, and it's great. And I think here's my biggest thing without kind of getting too deep. Um, I think anyone that has the courage to do that and, you know, and everyone has a right to, to be in an environment that you feel safe and wanted and you know you have good you know good culture i think that that's massive and i think you know it's getting to a point where we are starting to create those those platforms for for everyone and you know whether gender race sexuality like <clears throat> Every, sports yeah everybody's included yeah sports are very inclusive i mean we i've played with people from different cultures you know different sexualities you know different backgrounds 
Um, so that's the beauty. That's the beauty of sports. Like every, you know, there's people from all over, and all different walks of life, and yeah. So I, I, I do believe it's it's getting better, um, and hopefully we'll get to a point where you know it's not really a topic of conversation. So. Love that answer. Love that answer. <laughs> that's the answer. So what is it, what does the future for you look like? The future for me, hopefully, is you know to continue to to coach. Um, yeah, right now you coach. At CSUN, you, you yeah. coach the women's team, yeah. and you also are a youth coach with the LA Galaxy. With the Academy, LA Galaxy, correct, right? correct. So, um, yeah, I I love to continue to to stay around the game and hopefully have the opportunity uh, to be a head coach at the collegiate level, um, and you know just continue to help players and and you know give back really, and that's really why I got into coaching. You know, it sounds cliche, and I I kind of. Not that I hate talking about it, but everyone was asking, like, why do you coach? Well, I just really want to genuinely want to help and, and give back. And, you know, I think, you know, as a coach, you have the ability to, to, you know, have an impact in people's lives in different ways, not only on the field, but like, I remember my best, like my favorite coaches all had a positive impact in my life. So, you know, I think coaching, you know, you, I don't take that lightly where, you know, I'm just coaching for the sake of coaching. Like I genuinely want to help people become you know, for, you know, in the college world, student athletes and, you know, people, because reality is, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not going to all play professionally. And, you know, it's very hard and you kind of just got to do your best to try to help them to become, you know, functioning members of society, <laughs> which is scary. <laughs> so if you had, if you had one more thing, or if, if you had something to say to the kids out there or anybody that's uh, watching, what would be an inspiration that, that are looking to do the same things that you did? What what would you say to them? Work hard and you could go to the White House. <laughs> hey, work hard <laughs> and you no, can go to the White House. I'm, I'm joking, but no, obviously, <laughs> obviously there is a bit of, uh, there is some luck that goes into it. But for me, it was just like the relentless pursuit of, you know, wanting to make my dream happen. You know, and I just, I didn't take no for an answer. I had no plan B. I was like, I was going to do it because I was going to do it. And I feel now it's tricky because now with social media and stuff like that, like everyone just wants to put on Instagram and, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing this where like for us, it was, you know, sure you want to, you know, you want everyone to know you're a professional athlete or whatever, but that wasn't really the motivation. It was just like, I want to be a professional athlete because I want to be a professional athlete. It was athlete. definitely the motivation for him. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I just want to ball. I, my whole life, all I ever wanted to do was play soccer, right? Yeah. I knew that. That's why I took that leap of faith. Sure. Right when I left high school, I could have went to college. I could have did. I could have done anything with my life. Yeah. I moved halfway across the world to play soccer. You took the leap of faith and you went to CSUN and you, you know, you bet, you yeah. bet, you bet on you, yourself. You have to. You bet on yourself. hundred percent. thousand percent. But with that, obviously betting on yourself, but you can't, can't cheat the hustle. You just can't. You got to, you know, you got to, you got to do it and you got to, you know, Cameron said it earlier, you, you sacrifice so much, your social life, your family, like, you know, I missed a ton of things as a kid because I had tournaments and, you know, even as a professional athlete, you know, you're missing weddings, you're missing anniversaries, I'm missing my kids' birthdays, I'm missing my wife's birthday, like, uh, things that, you know, you have to sacrifice. So, although, you know... So I was very fortunate to do it, and I enjoyed every minute of it. It does come with hard work. So that was an amazing episode. Thank you, Rafael Garcia, for being on on, for on our me. show. It was I thought it was great. I mean, that was amazing. Also, just for the record, can I just say you have the longest eyelashes? It's so nice. Thanks. 
just for the record. Just swat all the flies away. Yeah. No, they're like this long. I was like, this wow. is what this is what like no sleep. Do, this is what no sleep does to you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye.